You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 13th of December 2022. I'm Jane Kavner from our Corporate Treasury Desk and I'm joined this week by AIB Senior Economist John Fahey to discuss a busy week ahead and indeed as this is our last podcast for the year, uh, reflect briefly on 2022 and have a peek into 2023 maybe. So, John, I suppose it's a very busy week ahead and certainly the potential for event risk um, with the central bank meetings front and centre. Uh, first up, the Fed on Wednesday, followed by the Bank of England and DCB on Thursday. Tell us what can we expect? Yes, very much so in terms of uh, event risk for markets this week. Uh, so, as you say there, first up is the US Federal Reserve Wednesday evening. So, their two-day policy meeting comes to a close uh, and we get the policy announcement after the European close uh, on Wednesday. So what can we expect? Well, we expect 50 basis points. That's what the market is priced in. And um, since the last meeting, if you recall, we discussed a bit of mixed signal coming from the Fed uh, after the November FOMC. The meeting statement suggested a pivot. Then Fed Chair Powell's press conference was very much hawkish in tone. He emphasized there's still some way to go uh, in their tightening cycle. And he explicitly said rates could go higher than markets had envisaged. Now, since then, he's doubled down on those comments, but the minutes nonetheless suggest that a majority of FOMC members expect a 50 basis points rate hike. So it seems reasonable then that the market expectation of 50 is there. Uh, So what that would see is it would move the uh, midpoint of the Fed funds target range from 3.875 up to 4.375%. So given that's what's priced in, and that seems reasonable based on what we've seen from the FOMC minutes. Okay, and then with the Bank of England, I suppose, comes along then on Thursday. Yeah, the Bank of England Thursday. Actually, before we get on to the Bank of England, one thing I want to mention there, the Fed. The other thing, apart from the interest rate increase, will be their updated, what they call the dot plot, their interest rate projections. And at the moment, their dot plot was last released in September, and it showed uh, rates peaking below 5%. We think that the dot plot will probably go above 5%, uh, which is higher than markets have currently priced in. Markets at the moment have rates peaking in or just below 5%. We think the dot plot will show uh, rates in terms of the Fed's own projections peaking above 5%. Uh, then uh, on the Bank of England, yeah. So with the Bank of England, the committee seems split in terms of the Monetary Policy Committee uh, on what to do, uh, given the comments we've seen from uh, a raft of MPC members. The market's pricing in 50 basis points. Now, at the last meeting, it was interesting when they hiked by 75, which was their first 75 basis points increase in November. Previous to that, the other two in the two most immediate meetings before that were 50. But Governor Bailey, in that press conference, because it was the meeting where they published their forecast as part of the monetary policy report. But in that press conference, he did kind of took an opposite view to Fed Chair Powell. He guided the markets were expecting too much. And at the time, markets uh, were pricing in a peak rate of the bank rate in the UK around 4.75%. Uh, now, since then, it's come back to around 45 uh, but he did guide that markets were pricing in too much. But we think 50 base points, which would see the bank rate end this year at 3.5% from its current level of 3%. So that's what's priced in. And, you know, it seems a reasonable expectation at 50 base points. Be interesting to see the vote in breakdown within the MPC, just how split it will be on that decision if that's what materialises. We've seen before the voting, you know, a close call between action on that. 
so we look to see what that voting split is uh, to ascertain you know from here on out uh, if they do slow to 50 what we can expect uh, in the early part of 2023 and then john i suppose in terms of looking at the peak rate for the bank of england that's well down from where we were, what, 6% not too long yeah, ago? Yeah, we've had a lot of volatility in UK rates because we've had a lot of volatility in UK news flow, especially on the political fiscal front. Uh, if you think back to late September, that now uh, infamous uh, budget or mini budget and the market reaction to that. Uh, since then, things have settled down. New prime minister, new chancellor, policies in around uh, repairing the fiscal imbalances in the UK economy and helping to restore to some extent uh, the UK's government fiscal tr- credentials on 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 on, on uh, markets. Uh, so on the back of that, and also the fact that you know we're starting to see maybe signs that UK inflation may peak or may close to peak. I've seen uh, rate expectations move in by about 150 base points in the space since late September, early October. So as you say there, the market's kind of settling. Uh, at a peak rate, somewhere between 45 to 4.75% at the moment. And then I suppose moving our attention to the ECB, we've just had two consecutive hikes of 75 basis points. Um, we've also had a fall in inflation for the first time in 17 months, was it? Yeah, that's correct. So what are we expecting there? So what we're expecting is 50 base points as well here. So it's, it's 50 all around in terms of uh, to be short and sweet with it from all those three central banks. Uh, now, could still be a close call, though. You know, we've seen one key influential government council member, Schnobel, say that, you know, the scope to reduce the pace of, is limited. So there is some view there within the governing council that 75 may still be the preference. Uh, so what we look to see is because after the last meeting, the meeting statement did suggest a pivot to a slower pace. As you say, it was 75 base points. But the meeting statement in late October did reference that a lot had been done. Uh, from a policy tightening perspective in the ECB uh, and in the press conference uh, President Lagarde you know uh, was less hawkish as well she emphasized the recession risks from there facing the eurozone so the market took that as a signal that the ECB was about to move to a slower pace uh, of rate hikes uh, UK or should I say eurozone futures contracts have been much more stable compared to the UK counterparts uh, so 50 basis points now the market's been toying between 50 or 75 but it's closer to 50 at the moment but you couldn't rule out a 75, but 50 seems to be uh, the base case, at least uh, in terms of expectations for the ECB. But what we look uh, aside from that is they give their updated staff projections. Uh, so that will tell us where they see inflation uh, over the next two to three years. We get the first publication from them on 2025 projections. And the other thing the market would be paying close attention to is that the ECB has stated in late October at its last meeting, that it would give some guidance uh, around QT quantitative tightening. This is the reduction in the size uh, of its balance sheet. So it would give some details around how that process uh, will evolve at this meeting too. So there's a lot happening. And, you know, really all this is happening within the space of 24 hours. If you think the Fed policy announcement comes Wednesday evening, Thursday midday, we get the Bank of England policy announcement, the minutes and the statement. Uh, and then shortly after that, at quarter past one, uh, we get the ECB policy announcement and at a quarter two, we get the ECB press conference. So all this within the space of 24 hours. Uh, so as you said yourself, potential for a lot of volatility uh, as markets react to the headlines coming out of those meetings, because, you know, it takes time to read through the minutes and the statements to analyze it. So there's always the risk of an overreaction or an underreaction as everything is happening at such a compressed uh, point of time. But definitely the tone will be set on Thursday morning from what comes out from the Fed uh, the evening before. And then the focus will shift then to the Bank of England. And then it will really be on the ECB as to what they do on Thursday lunchtime.
Okay, so it'll be a busy 24 hours and a, a clean sweep of 50 basis points expected. However, watch this space. Yes, we can't rule out that one or, one or more may surprise and stick with yeah. 75. Yeah, very good. And then I suppose in summary, John, we talked about the rates and where they would peak. US rates currently peaking then below, just below 5%. Yeah, just below 5%. Bank of uh, England. Bank of England, closer to 45 at and the moment. ECB. ECB uh, between 275 and 3%. Our own house view was, would be uh, at the moment, Fed rates in the US peaking at around 5.125%. UK rates peaking around 45 uh, And the ECB deposit rate peaking at close to 3%. Good stuff. And John, then I suppose in looking back to this time last year, uh, the year we got wasn't quite what the markets had anticipated at all. Where would you say the biggest surprises came in over the course of 2022? Well, I suppose there was plenty of surprises. Uh, we won't play back the podcast previously to see what we were saying <laughs> then. Uh, but really, uh, you could probably put into three categories. Global growth forecasts uh, and economic forecasts generally. Uh, have been revised downwards for for this year uh, and more importantly this year is done and dusted but for 2023 if you look at the OECD IMF their global growth forecast their forecast for the US economy for the eurozone economy and especially for the UK economy next year has been seriously downgraded compared to where they were at the start of the year the second big surprise has been in relation to inflation you know back in December time uh, this time last year we were all expecting generally the consensus was that inflation would start to ease back as we move through the year but obviously the war in Ukraine uh, had a big impact there and it pushed the peak higher uh, and has delayed that downtrend that was expected inflation and then on the back of that uh, obviously the third big surprise uh, has been how aggressive central banks have been in response to that inflation outlook and the concerns they have about inflation becoming embedded at uh, you know very well above target levels. So they're the three kind of differences compared to where we were at the start of the year. Much weaker global growth, especially for next year. Uh, much higher inflation, higher peak uh, than we would have expected this year, uh, and much more aggressive uh, interest rate uh, hikes from all the major central banks. Yeah, there's a lot of surprises tucked in there, all right. And then I suppose, John, looking then to the year ahead, out to 2023, and I suppose to interest rates first, and what can we expect in terms of monetary policy through the year? Well, in the early part of the year, we expect continued rate hikes, uh, probably at a slower pace. So if they slow to 50 now, then as we move into next year, you could see them slow uh, to 25 basis points increments on that. I suppose the three meetings this week, we look for guidance as to what to expect, but that's what the market's pricing in. We talked there uh, about the peak. If you think if the ECB go with 50 basis points here, uh, it finishes the year, the deposit rate at 2%. So the market's got roughly 100 basis points further tightening from the ECB next year uh, and there's also more rate hikes expected. So we expect in the early part of the year more rate increases but maybe at a slower pace, maybe closer to 25 basis points increments. Then interestingly the market is ruling out and is pricing in potential for Fed rate cuts by the end of next year. Now we think the dot plots that will get updated this week from the Fed will, will show that the Fed expects uh, rates to peak above 5% and remain at an elevated level at that. So the dot plots won't suggest what the market's expecting, but the market is pricing in potential for rate cuts from the Fed by the end of next year. And interestingly, over the last couple of weeks, market has started to toy with the idea of potential rate cuts from the ECB over the period, very modest now, cuts over the period 24 to 25 and similarly from the Bank of England. But for 2023, uh, the only one of the major central banks where markets are really contemplating rate cuts is from the Fed. And what the market's factoring in there is the fact that growth is going to be much weaker next year. 
so you know the central banks won't be able to keep tightening at the pace they're currently tightening at the same time because of weaker growth inflation should start to fall back uh, notably but probably be in 2024 for getting yeah. it closer to around a two percent uh, target so for 23 we expect at least in the first half of the year uh, more rate hikes but at a slower pace than we've seen uh, over the last couple of months from all the major central banks Right. And then I suppose looking to foreign exchange rates, uh, which fall out from interest rate uh, environment and where we are equally, you know, we had a very volatile year in cable last year. We had a 34 cent range from the high low looking at it near 20 cents in euro dollar and down to suppose 10 pence euro sterling. What can we expect from the majors through 2023? Well, I think you referenced there uh, sterling. So what we've seen over the last couple of years, if you think when the pandemic hit uh, in relation to COVID, sterling was the most reactive to that. So sterling is a much more vulnerable uh, and volatile currency now. The UK obviously is facing a much more challenging economic backdrop that's expected compared to the US uh, or the Eurozone. Not only is the central bank tightening monetary policy, but the government is also having to implement uh, tighter fiscal policy. Uh, at the same time, UK is now out uh, of the EU. So uh, from an international trade perspective, its position is much more challenging. Uh, and it's also dealing with a balance of payments deficit, which makes its currency much more prone uh, to shifts in sentiment around the UK economy. And it is facing a very challenging outlook. So we think that of those three currencies, sterling remains, remains the most vulnerable uh, for volatility overall well the key thing is i suppose there's a lot still a lot of uncertainty out there from a euro viewpoint big difference this year was the fact that once the ecb moved out of a negative interest rate strategy that helped to underpin the currency euro dollar got back above parity and it helped to underpin it that shift away from that and even though it was very late to the rate tightening cycle it is underway now from a, an ecb perspective so that has helped to underpin the euro Next year, war in Ukraine, how that evolves could still be a big issue. And the big issue next year for the Eurozone economy around energy supplies will be winter 2023 and whether they can replenish those up. And that all is very much dependent too on how that war in Ukraine evolves. From a dollar viewpoint, uh, you know, we saw the dollar for much of this year hold the upper hand uh, because the Fed, uh, even though it started after the Bank of England, was the most aggressive uh, of all the main central banks in terms of uh, tightening policy. And at the same time, because there was a lot of risk aversion on markets, the dollar tends to get favoured and sought out for safe haven demand. But what we've seen over the last while is uh, as the market has reassessed its own expectations around where US rates will peak, we've seen the dollar rally lose a bit of momentum. Uh, and at the same time, euro has seen some recovery. So we're back above parity. Uh, we're close to 105. So as we move into next year, when we look at euro dollar, we think there's the potential for the euro dollar uh, rate to edge slightly higher from its current levels, but not any huge breakout of, of ranges. Uh, we see it, you know, getting mid-year, midpoint of a trading range in around uh, 105. For euro sterling, uh, currently at 86p, our bias will be for some upside, given the much more challenging outlook for the UK economy. So, you know, in, in, at the moment, we're trading close to 86p. Uh, so as we move towards into the first half of next year, the midway point, maybe getting up towards uh, 88p as a midpoint of a trading range. Uh, but again, there could be a lot of volatility next year, uh, especially from a sterling viewpoint, the weak economic backdrop. And from a euro viewpoint, the war in Ukraine and the issue that could have for uh, European energy supplies for winter 2023 could be a key focus point for markets and a potential headwind and a drag on the euro's performance. But as we stand now, as things are evolving, uh, we would have a slight bias for euro dollar to edge slightly higher from its current levels and similarly for, for euro sterling.
Yeah, it's interesting looking at the ranges. We're actually finishing out the year right bang the midpoint almost of each of the ranges for the three major pairs. But uh, as you say, it could be it'll be complicated next year potentially with yes. the, the UK and what's going on in the Eurozone. Look, John, many thanks again for the comprehensive update and, of course, your time through the year for these podcasts. Um, and a big thanks especially to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us on the podcast. As always, to stay up to date with latest market developments, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and indeed a happy and healthy New Year. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.